T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Thanks for joining me today as we count down the five most insane things that happened this week, four of which have never happened before, which as I've explained in the past shows we're living in uncharted times, times so insane it is now routine to see things we've never seen before. Number five, in authoritarian regimes, it's pretty typical that if you run for office, you don't want to lose. Why? Because you'll go to prison. Yep, the loser is rounded up by the winner and sent to the gulag or the prison or perhaps house arrest. It's traditional in places like Venezuela, but it doesn't happen here until now. On Thursday, Politico, considered a mainstream media source of Washington goings-on, in fact, probably one of the top three, led with this in its playbook a bizarre summation of the left's current plans to have Trump arrested. Oh my gosh, you say, for what? They don't say. They just want him arrested. I don't think it actually matters. For what? Take a listen to this. They're trying to figure out how to get him out of Florida because they figure that Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, will prevent his extradition. Here's what the Politico Peace says it's actually part of their playbook section. Law enforcement officials in Palm Beach County, Florida. Law enforcement officials in Palm Beach County, Florida have actively prepared political reports for the possibility that Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance could indict former President Donald Trump while he's at Mar-a-Lago, according to two high-ranking county officials involved in planning sessions. Among the topics discussed in those meetings, how to handle the thorny extradition issues that could arise if an indictment moves forward. An obscure clause in Florida statute on interstate extradition gives Republican Governor Ron DeSantis the ability to intervene and even investigate whether an indicted person should be surrendered to law enforcement officials from another state, which means that as Mar-a-Lago prepares to close down for the season and Trump relocates to Bedminster, New Jersey, it isn't just the Florida heat he'll be leaving behind. He could lose a key piece of political protection? Is this the U.S.? The stat quote from Politico, the statute leaves room for interpretation that the governor has the power to order a review and potentially not comply with an extradition notice, says Joe Abruzzo, clerk of the Circuit Court of Palm Beach County, the official who would be in charge of opening a potential fugitive at large case. One wrinkle 
to Abruzzo's potential role in all of this. He's a former close associate of, wait for it, President Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank. Frank himself a criminal, just unindicted for accepting all that foreign cash without bothering to register as a foreign agent. They put Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort in prison for that, but Frank's Joe's brother and thus has liberal privilege, so he'll never be arrested. Anyway, Abruzzo, Frank's buddy, tells Politico's playbook that despite his relationship with the Biden family, the full extent of the law will be followed. Folks, this is nuts! Now keep in mind, from the Washington Post and the New York Times, they've advocated for the arrest of Trump for a long time without, well, at least in the final year of the election anyway, at least um, without ever specifying what he did exactly. And at this point, I don't really think it matters. I think I'll just make something up. But it's the wording of this that's bizarre. The extradition language. Normally you'd hear a thing like this talked about if we were trying to extract Trump from, say, like, Ukraine, another country. This is Florida. But, you know, you're talking about New York here, extraditing him to New York. This is a post-American, post-constitutional, former American territory. So I guess it is like a foreign country. The wording here is exquisite when you consider it sounds as if they're extraditing him from one country to another, which in sense they really are, because Florida, still kind of a normal place, actually still is a functioning part of America. New York, debatable. Watch this, folks. Do you know what this means? Trump committed a crime? <laughs> no. Silly. Are you kidding me? If Trump committed a crime, they'd know. He gets audited every year by the IRS. And Mueller forced him to turn over, under subpoena, more than a million documents. If he'd done any, anything wrong, believe you me, they would have found it. Now they'll make something up. No, what this tells us is Trump is polling really well in their internal polling. And they needed a distraction from the forensic audit in Arizona, which is turning up some hair-raising stuff we'll get into as it firms up a little bit more. Oh, And the forensic audit thing, as more outrageous details come out of Arizona, is beginning to spread like a cancer. Well, like a cancer if you're a Democrat, from your perspective. Yep, it appears they're now going to undertake one in Pennsylvania. So without the possibility of illegal voting on the table, they're actually going to have to win an election. So what does this tell you? Trump is polling really well in their internal polling. And he's also, by the way, we know factually, doing a fantastic job of keeping the Republican Party financially afloat. In fact, they're shattering fundraising records without missing a beat, despite being dropkicked by major corporate donors, because they're now getting their donations through Trump via 50, 100, $150 donations from regular people. This can't be allowed to stand. And so he'll have to be arrested, just like in Venezuela. Insane thing number four is up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Insane thing number four occurred right on cue when the New York Times and other mainstream media outlets finally forced the CDC to admit and the Biden administration, they didn't have any science behind their drive to force vaccinated people to wear masks in public and indoors. It was a bizarre spectacle, considering less than a week ago, Joe Biden insisted that it was your patriotic duty to wear a mask outdoors, even if you've been vaccinated. But if we were, in fact, sitting there talking to one another close, I'd have my mask on and I met you'd have a mask, even though we've both been vaccinated. And so it's a patriotic responsibility, for God's sake. The science hasn't changed one iota between today and when Biden said that a week ago. It was just as crocolicious then as it is now. But a week later, after telling everyone it was their patriotic responsibility to wear masks out of doors, and with the publication of exactly zero studies showing otherwise, because this isn't based on science for the left anymore, Joe Biden made a maiden flight. And it was literally covered with the awe of the moon landing. Joe Biden and Jill, who says she feels naked without the mask, greeted a breathless Jennifer Garner on the tarmac, all of them with no mask, and the mainstream media flipped their coll- collective lid in wonder. All of this while from The Atlantic to Vice, both liberal publications, liberals to whom the mask has become a sign of their religion, also flipped out about having to give it up. I guess it's like a binky. You take that from a child, they cry for days. This resulted in headlines like this in Vice. People aren't addicted to wearing masks. They're traumatized. The article begged for more time for liberals to adjust to not wearing the mask. So did CDC director Rachel Walensky, who said it would be hard for some people to give up their masks and to please have patience with them. These people are insane. The Atlantic explained it this way a week ago, that the mask had become part of an expression of, they write, political identity. I get it. This is like, well, if you love someone or you love something, you want to wear an outward sign. Like, for instance, people wear wedding bands. Christians who love Jesus wear crosses. They wear the mask. It's the ultimate sign of government worshiping virtue. It has, I swear y'all, become a religion. High priestess of that religion, Rachel Walensky, the director of the CDC, said on Friday, according to Politico, that mask wearing will be, quote, hard to let go of for some and urged Americans that other Americans should be allowed to part with their masks in their own due time. 
Uh, what? They need time for the grieving process? These people are bizarre, y'all. You know, before this, since I was a kid, I've never understood totalitarian regimes. I grew up in the shadow of the Soviet Union, where, you know, we hid under our desks from the nuclear bomb that was coming any moment, as if going under your desk would somehow protect you from that. But whatever, it made sense at the time. And didn't you always wonder, how do these people at their societies get so out of hand that the government got so dictatorial? And since there's so many more of them, the civilians, than there are of the government, how do these governments control these people anyway? I mean, why do they put up with it? Oh, I understand now. After watching all of this, they rely on people like these lunatic liberals who just can't bear to give up their masks. These are the people who are enforcers without ever being a member of the government. They rely on the civilian population, the sheep, to tame the other sheep. With social shaming, public mortification, and the like. Which brings us to most insane thing number three. Which, like so many insane things every week, seems to come to us from the FBI. Did you see this? Headline, FBI warns of prison time if you present a fake vaccination card? Whoa, 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 I said when I saw the headline. How's that possible? When did the vaccination card become a national ID? And who made it illegal to pass a fake one? This is how the FBI plans to do it. They say the unauthorized use of an official government agency's seal on such cards is a crime that may be punishable under Title 18, U.S. States Code Section 1017. And their warning? Penalties may include hefty fines and prison time. You know, what the FBI and the Department of Injustice never managed to give the Antifa terrorists who keep locking federal officers in ICE buildings and other federal buildings in Seattle and Portland and then attempting to burn them to the ground. Those folks just get plea deals. But you, you best get that real vaccine. So your vaccine card is real. Almost on cue. And watch this. It'll be fascinating to see if this gets any traction. Fox News even began the freak out, led by Geraldo Rivera, but then piled on by Fox and Friends. How will we know if the, if there's no masks, who's vaccinated and who's not? How will we know who should be wearing a, va- a mask? I'd say to them, who cares? If you're vaccinated, well, you believe the vaccine works, right? Or you wouldn't have gotten vaccinated. What do you care if other people aren't vaccinated? Or whether they wear a mask or not? Anyway, uh, Geral- they brought Geraldo in to pimp for a vaccine card on cue with the FBI. It's clear what left-wing Geraldo and the left-wing FBI are angling for. They'd love to turn this vaccination card into your papers, your national ID, something they could track you with and use as your passport to American life. Let's see if this gets any traction. Insane thing number two is up next. Welcome back. Insane thing number two never made national news. There's a good reason for that. It makes Biden look really bad. First, consider that the State Department has, from time to time, put travel warnings on travel to Mexico. Why? They fall in the same ratings category for violence as Syria. That's because of the ongoing drug war there between the cartels who own many of the judges and politicians. They do it through terror. 
If the judge rules against a member of the cartel or a police chief arrests him, they just die and kill their whole family, too. I've been predicting for a while it was only a matter of time before that came here. And there's no better place for it on Earth than the unpoliced, depoliced, highly violent blue cities of America. In a single year, the Major City Chiefs Association reported this week, the country's major urban centers saw a shocking 25% increase in homicides. So it looks like Democrats, Black Lives Matter, Hollywood, the NBA, tech giants, and major U.S. corporations got what they wanted. Total lawlessness. Many of these city budgets were cut, police were defunded, and those that are left are they afraid to interact with the public at all, understandably. It all makes a fabulous breeding ground for the cartels. Channel 11 in Seattle, called Como News, reported that the violent Jalisco Mexican cartel, for the first time, is moving in and taking over. They say, this is a local news report, it'll never be covered nationally, makes Joe look bad. They say, with their open borders, a th- Authorities from Homeland Security have told them that the violent Jalisco New Generation cartel is attempting to gain a stronghold in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. Antifa, going to be no match for these guys. They say the Mexican cartels are suspected of smuggling fentanyl into Washington state, among other places. Here's from the transcript of the news story. Federal drug investigators say there are many homegrown illegal drug drug makers who are operating in the Seattle area and the Pacific Northwest, but violent Mexican drug cartels are moving in and are establishing a foothold. No, giving it to border is wide open. Folks, I have predicted for months now that there will be places in the U.S. so under cartel control if Joe is allowed to leave these borders open for four years, that they will become no-go zones, just like the areas the cartels control in Mexico. There are entire areas non-cartel members cannot enter, and it will come here. Finally, a triple tie for the most insane thing this week. This headline from the Associated Press, U.S. job openings soar to highest level on record, as in ever recorded. An equally alarming companion stat comes from the National Federation of Independent Businesses. They say a record 44% of all small business owners have job openings they cannot fill, and many are facing the very extinction of their businesses if they can't fill them soon. That is, of course, because the Democrats are paying people to stay home with the highest ever recorded per capita unemployment benefits ever offered. This is not an accident. It's to slow the recovery because the Democrats don't yet have the votes to knock out the Trump tax cuts, which continue creating prosperity and jobs to their total horror. And finally, in our three-way tie for the most insane thing, this had my listeners who lived through the 70s having Jimmy Carter flashbacks and freaking out. Yep, as hackers hacked Colonial Pipeline And the idiots paid $5 million in crypto ransom just hours after the attack that would ultimately shut down 10,000 gas stations. The payoff got them nowhere. Nope, they still weren't able to get the gas up and running 
and the rest is history. I'd suggest investing in a plastic gas can if I were you, because once companies pay these ransoms, they get hit again and again. They're a target because the hackers know they'll pay. Other companies like them get hit too. We saw this here at Odyssey, the radio company where I work. We got hacked and locked down and paid the ransom. We fixed, we thought, all of our programs and doubled up on security, but it didn't matter. Once you pay, they'll hit you again, and they hit us again. We had to pay twice. This is not going to be the only shutdown of the gas lines, so be prepared. The hackers know they can get a payoff. Thank you for listening to the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family everywhere. All that kind of thing is still allowed. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.